Hi, everyone, and welcome to In the Red Zone, the NFL podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. You can find all of our podcasts archived episodes on our website, totalsports247.podbean.com. Follow me on X at Total Sports underscore 247 and consider subscribing to our Substack week in, week out.substack.com. And please don't forget to leave a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to the Total Sports 24-7 network. With us today on In the Red Zone is Fred Dinger 2-3 on X. Craig Castriano is back to talk about the Super Bowl on Sunday. Craig, what are your thoughts so far on how things are going with the Super Bowl and how have things been the last couple of weeks? Things have been great. We had a good championship weekend. Uh, Super Bowl, the hype is real. We yeah. have, there's a lot of dynamics in play. It's in Vegas, which mm-hmm. is exciting. There's a lot going on in Vegas. Lives out there, WWE press conference, McAfee's taping live out there, Radio Row. It's, it's always exciting. And uh, I think this game is going to deliver. I think it's going to deliver too. And Vegas also thinks that it's going to deliver. When you look at the current odds on DraftKings, it's San Francisco minus two at minus 102 with the total sitting at 47 and a half. The over is minus 112 with the under minus 108. San Fran on the money line is minus 120. KC is plus 100 on the money line. When the uh, championship games ended, this game opened right away at two and a half and immediately went to one, uh, minus one for San Francisco, and now has kind of volleyed back to minus two. Craig, what do you think of the way the game has moved, the line has moved so far leading up to the Super Bowl? I don't know that it's going to move too much further than this two. No, I don't think so. It is it is plus two and a half on FanDuel right now, though. Yeah. So... It's moving back towards the 49ers where towards originally it came right, right, where it came out and everyone was betting Kansas City. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I can't see it moving too much off of this two, two and a half, maybe one and a half some spots mm-hmm. still. But the the and then the over under I don't think has moved. I don't think it's moved at all, right? I think maybe it opened at 47 and a half. I think so, but you know, some of the juice is moving around, of course, yeah. on different books, but that yeah. number 47 and a half has been pretty consistent. Yeah, pretty consistent. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into it. Craig, where do you want to start with our discussion of this uh like you said, this game that will live up to the hype, this uh Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, I think we start with the game pick. I think uh for me and looking at both. Both teams, I mean, they deserve to be here. They're really good. Obviously, the two best teams at this point in the NFL season. My gameplay, though, I can't – my gameplay is Kansas City. I'm mm-hmm. on the money line there, and that's it. I found it at plus 110 on FanDuel. Oh, that's good. Okay. And I, I it was 110 earlier, I think, on DraftKings, but now it's 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 over at FanDuel. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't get beyond the, the key um, – the coaching, the advantage, I believe, it goes to Kansas City. I believe the defense is better, and the quarterback edge. I don't. I think that goes without saying at this point in their careers, and everybody's starting to learn 
do you bet against Mahomes? And, yeah. and I'm learning that the last couple of weeks, going over two against him myself. It, it, you know, he's he's really stabilizing himself as as a great quarterback. Um, yeah. Something you know, I think he is the reason, at least offensively, why they're here. Um, you know, I say that, you know, I think the last, the few teams he's had before him, he's just had more weapons around him. Yeah. We've talked about that throughout the playoffs and who's he thrown to besides good old faithful, you know, and Kelsey and they, he continues to deliver as well. Um, amazing stat line from the AFC championship game. Amazing. Ridiculous. Like not, right? not just the, like, the, the receptions and the yardage, but the efficiency too. Right. right. The number of the number of targets that he converted into receptions. It was it was a game that will go down in the history books as one of the better AFC championship performances, particularly at the tight end position. Maybe the best. Yeah, could be. It could be. And and San Fran's a great team. It just if San Fran goes out and pulls puts together a full game, then then they will win the game. But we have not seen that yet from San Francisco in the playoffs. And it feels like a little bit towards the end of the year that they they struggled to do that. Pur Purdy's proven that he's on a little bit on that he could come back. He's a little bit unbreakable. But I I don't know given with the the stability of the Kansas City defense that they'll be as mm -hmm. easy to break down in a second half game as Green Bay and or Detroit was and come back. Uh, so that's that's where I'm putting my money on Kansas City that they'll get off to a little bit of a quicker start. They'll stabilize the game. Pacheco will have a good game. Mahomes mm -hmm. will be in control, and that Kansas City wins a low scoring, not tremendously low scoring, but a more low scoring game uh somewhere 24 21 is what i'm thinking i was exactly i'm not kidding i was exactly thinking 24 to 21 that's what i think this score is going to end up being so i am on that under 47 and a half for the game i think this game's going to be slow to start the only reason it might not be is if the game plans for both teams ends up with more explosive plays than anticipated like if McCaffrey or Pacheco like breaks a run and or if you know they get Debo in space and he breaks a few tackles and and you know bombs down the field or whatever but I think the game plans for both sides are going to be fairly conservative to start the game to feel each other out especially because these are I don't know maybe the two best defenses in the NFL and so you don't want to risk turning the ball over and giving the ball to um, offenses that can score in a hurry. So for that reason, I think both teams will come out slow. And I think this game will start to pick up in volume and intensity in the second half, where you might see a little bit more uh, opening up of the offenses after the teams have been able to figure out what it is they can get away with in the first half. But I imagine this being somewhere like, I don't know, 10-7, 10-10 at halftime and uh, maybe a little bit more explosive in uh, the second half. But I'm on that under. I think 47 and a half is a little bit of a high total. No, I totally I totally agree with you. That's that's my thought on when you're thinking of the game script and how this is going to go, the first half especially, feeling each other out. It's a Super Bowl. There's nerves um, that there it will they both teams will try to establish the run yeah and you hit the nail on the head unless there's very explosive plays then it it it, it could be a slower start and a little bit of a 
you know, figuring each other out, matching each other um, in that first half. Now, saying that, and then, you know, one number I had is the first half over under is 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. to me that feels high, and it sounds like to you that feels high too. It does. So that's that's a number, another number I might play. I have, it's not a play, but it, it's one I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I, I do think the game will trend in that way where it's going to be slow, it's going to be slow, and then things will things will start to pick up as the urgency picks up for teams to get ahead, to like start, you know, pull ahead, especially if someone's up one score. You might see a little bit more, uh, more in more of the playbook coming out in the second half. That that would be my anticipation for how this game is going to go. So yeah, for the in terms of the game overall, the only play I am on is the under forty seven and a half. And it sounds like you're on the Chiefs money line. Chiefs money line and also the under 47 and a half. And under 47 and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, remember with San Francisco, you were talking about how um it, it they're, they're you know they, they took advantage of <laughs> Detroit's ineptitude in, in terms of coaching. Like, you know, yes, they're the two best teams and yes they it's not that they're lucky to be here, but I mean Detroit gave them that every opportunity to win that game. And now they were fortunate enough to take it, but uh, I mean, they were certainly in a position not to be in this game. Well, we talked, (laughs) it was funny how we ended our last podcast talking about coaches and decisions. Mm -hmm. And I made a joke about uh, Madden, you know, playing on PlayStation, Xbox, what have you. And it felt like Dan Campbell was, was sort of following my script. Yeah. Yeah. And he got burnt. He got burnt big time. And yeah. and what ended up happening with Campbell in that game is, you know, they had the chance to go up three scores. They went far on fourth down, didn't get it. And that turned the momentum, turned everything around in that game, right? And that one bad decision, he had to double and triple down on it throughout the rest of the half to make up for that loss. And he continued to make bad decisions, especially with the Lions offense, when to go for it. And None of it worked. None of it worked. Yeah. I think there's, you know, I've never coached uh, at, at, I've coached not at that level. Right. I think you have to feel it out. You have to go with your gut sometimes, but also go with the game. And I think that he'll, he'll eventually figure out he's a good coach. One I think he'll be a great coach oh, yeah. someday, but yeah. I, I think he learned a lesson there. Uh, you know, that you can have, you can have a, uh, a path and a sort of a, a character as a coach, but at some point in time, you're going to have to take the foot off the gas, learn that they, you, if you go for three here, you're back up 17 and yep. be happy with being up 17 points in the middle of the third quarter of a championship game. Yeah. I, I think what we're seeing in the coaching ranks these days is a little bit of uh over-reliance on analytics. Number one, and number two, a lack of adaptability w- given game situations. I think we're seeing that sort of across the board. And I think Campbell's sort of the perfect illustration of that. It's like, what is it that I'm supposed to do? I'm going to do it when analytics don't necessarily uh, take into account the heat of the moment, the magnitude of the moment, not just for Detroit, but like, you know, that's a that's a franchise that's never been to the Super Bowl, right? In a moment like that, if the analytics say something, you have to think through what's going on in the moment to make the best decision. And unfortunately, he was just unable to do that. 
Agreed. So let's get back to the game a little bit and talk about some potential props that we like on both the KC and San Francisco side. So I know you've got a couple lined up. Where do you want to start? So I'll start in following our picks for the game and how we think it's going to go. Yeah. I do have, I have Mahomes under 262 and a half passing yards. Um, he hasn't, and that's on, that's on DraftKings at minus 110. Um, he has not eclipsed this mark in the playoffs. Mm, that's a good stat. I, they've, you know, I think so the numbers I have, I mean, he did go for 262 against Miami and then yep. 215 and 241s. 241 all wins but the way they're winning and, now is is running right pacheco yeah. is a big part of this formula and the success 21 carries a game he's getting in the playoffs and i mean you look at mahomes if that's his high watermark for the playoffs it's against miami which is clearly the worst defense that they played correct correct yeah. so i i again i think kansas city is going to win a little bit more of a back and forth running kind of game and that's why i'm on his under Anywhere else you want to go on the prop side? I have one, but it's for San Francisco. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm wondering okay. any more on the KC side. I do have a couple more on the KC side. Okay, um, let's, let's go there. With, so with with that said, I, I found Bucker over one and a half field goals. Um, That's minus 120 and it's on DraftKings. Yeah, I really like that. My One and a half, that's good. It stood out to me. I, I They're not scoring a lot of touchdowns. I do think they're going to have put together some drives. I think what you San Francisco is a good D, if not a great Very D good. at times. Yes. So what we saw early and what we've seen against Detroit, what we saw against Green Bay and Detroit is a little bit of that bend don't break as well. Yeah. And so I, I do think Bucker's going to have his opportunities. And let, you know, unlike the Detroit story, I think Andy Reid is going to take his three points when he can get them. I think he will too. And Bucker has seven field goals in three games. So that's what 2.3 field goals per game in the playoffs. So that uh, supports the over bet here. And the last one we have is actually a special um, from a friend of ours, a show special, a show special, a show special MVS over 18 and a half receiving yards. Okay. That's on DraftKings. It's minus 125. His number is moving around in a lot of spots. It's up to 20 and a half in some places. I bet. You know, we've talked about the the volatility around those kinds of plays. Yeah. So he likes them. I like them too. I think we, in our discussion, you know, with the receptions might be one and a half and would rather go with the receiving yards as that could be one catch for him. Right. Yes. And we do know that in this offense, he's going to get some targets. He's going to have to. They're going to. He's going to need more. I mean, we're, I'm looking at the targets right now, and in the playoffs, we've got Kelsey at 27 and Rice at 25 in three games, and then third on the list is Noah Gray at nine. MVS has eight. He's only got five catches, but they are for 108 yards. So he's averaging 21.6 yards a catch, and like you said, if it's 18 and a half, I mean, he's averaging 21.6. Per catch, that's one catch right there. And yep. they're going to need, like you said, a little bit more versatility than you know, Kelsey and Rice in order to beat San Francisco. They're going to have to have a couple of those plays where that are unexpected to, I mean, San Francisco's just, they're just too disciplined and they're, they're 
too good of a tackling unit. They're too good of a cover unit to concentrate your offense around, you know, just Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice. They're going to have to have other guys step up. Agree. And, you know, we 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 have the Kadarius Tony wild card out there. So that, that will be an interesting part of this game to see if he plays where he fits in and if they give him any chances. Did you see him at all on any of the uh, props? I'm looking right now. He is listed as a touch. He is listed on uh, touchdowns. So um, he's he's at least out there. He's out there. Yeah. Take a look at him at all. I didn't, I didn't dive deep into him. I don't, it's not really a player that you trust, right? No, not at all. That's why um, I didn't really look. I'm looking quickly. He's not on the receiving yards list yet. He's not. Okay. But it is, it, it, it brings up an interesting point with Kansas city because there is a little bit of unknown there with their offense at this point because of Tony McKinnon was taken off of IR Mm -hmm. and sky Moore was also designated to return. So okay. I I don't know what that means. I don't know if they'll be active or not, but that's something um, I was definitely been keeping an eye on throughout the week. Sky Moore would be interesting. Not so much even for any kind of props, but just in terms of gameplay, if they were to yeah. use him at all in, you know, they like him for jet sweeps and, and like the, those sorts of things, like getting sure. him in space where you can, we can, you know, make defenders miss. One thing that ran through my head with these guys that they're, designated for a turn it just could be gamesmanship too hey you may have to prep for this guy you may not consider and this. then you don't play him yeah yeah i, I wouldn't put like, that past andy reed at all no it's smart like, yeah. it's i i think that that's fine like okay we'll pull up the tape and when we had sky more in our offense and review that and you know what he's not even going to play so you wasted your time yeah um let's go to the san francisco side i have a two props that i'm going to go with here I like the under in Brock Purdy's yards at 247 and a half mm. on DraftKings right now. I think they are going to rely on McCaffrey more. And again, I think the Kansas City defense is the best that they've seen in the playoffs. And I think that they can limit Purdy's effectiveness at times to the point where that yardage might not get over that total. And again, that supports a, a theory of this being more of a lower scoring game. And then I do like the, I mean, it's not like San Francisco's not going to score. So the odds that I like the most are for in terms of any time touch on a Brandon Ayuk on DraftKings at plus 175. When you look at targets in the playoffs, he is second on the team with 14, but he's behind McCaffrey, who has the most with 17. And so uh, in terms of potential for getting into the end zone, I like Ayuk more than uh, the rest of the receivers. And I don't know that they, they they don't seem to go to McCaffrey in the passing game in the red zone as much, maybe as I thought they did, at least they haven't in the playoffs. And so um, that's my favorite play among the receivers to get into the end zone, including Kittle as well, Um, especially with the odds. He has the, he has the third longest odds of those three, but I think he's equally as likely to score as those three are. So I like a Yuka plus 175 for anytime touchdown. Those are my two plays for props on the San Francisco side. Nice. Yeah. And, and, McCaffrey, it's crazy. Minus two thirty-five anytime touchdown. It's that number un- is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Even first touchdown is plus three seventy, which you know you see like Pacheco's plus six fifty, for example. That it, it's crazy. And even I don't know the two plus touchdowns, but it's it's maybe it gets you 
gets you some juice and gets some you uh, on the plus side. Yeah, some yeah. value there. But crazy numbers for him. It's it's surprising to me that I you know he if they if San Fran does win and they have a game, it, he's got to be the MVP. Um, would be my guess that he would take that prize. Um, I, we'll I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably right. His rush, I mean, his rushing totals are 90 and a half too. It's yeah, they're expecting big things from McCaffrey in this game. Did you have any plays on the San Francisco side yourself? Yeah, I have one. It's a, it's, it's sort of off the the radar a bit. It's Elijah Mitchell, and he's mm. at three. He's at three and a half rushing yards, and. It's on ESPN bet at minus 125 because the number is high on DK. It's minus 145. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good call I, out. I did see it at minus four and a half on DK yesterday. Mm. So it is moving a bit. It's just as much as we just touted McCaffrey, I, I I can't get out of my head the last time we saw him. It was that he had that stinger or that neck issue and and Mitchell came in and he's immediately plugged into that offense and he did score a touchdown. He did. And I know that was goal line work, but it, to me, three and a half, four and a half yards, that's one good carry for a backup running back. And who's a good they, one. He's a good one. And if they're leaning on the run, then McCaffrey may need a, they may need to spell him anyway. And, 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 and Mitchell could get five carries. Yeah. And, that's, and they don't so necessarily change their offense when they put Mitchell in there. It's not, you know, when McCaffrey's been hurt over the years, when Elijah Mitchell has spelled him, he's been productive, successful. And that it feels like, I mean, maybe they do pass a little bit more, but it hasn't felt like they've changed too much in right. the, it, it's not like Mit, Mitchell doesn't do, of course, what McCaffrey does in terms of you know, output and he doesn't do it as well, but it's not like he's not capable by any means. He's a very good player. Yeah, I think so too. Is he, so yeah, I think the value is on the actual number and rather than the line, right? Minus the three and a half is stands out to me, but it is priced yeah. um pretty high right now. So keep an eye on that. If it goes to four and a half, that it might get a little bit more palatable to uh to put some money on that. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, so let's review. So we have Craig on the Chiefs at Plus 110, you said, on FanDuel, right? Correct. Okay. And we are both on the under 47 and a half. Do you see any odds that are better than minus 108? That's what that's what's currently listed on DraftKings. On the underside, I did not. Um, yeah, okay. Well, across the board, it looks like everyone else is minus 110. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. And then on the prop side, so for KC, you had Mahomes with under on yardage, right? Yes. And what 262 else? and a half. 262 I, and a half. Bucker over one and a half field goals. Yep. Um, again, these are all DK, mm-hmm. um, but these few are. And then uh, MVS over 18 and a half, and that was at minus 125. Great. And then for San Fran, I had Ayuk anytime touchdown at plus 175. And Purdy, I had under 247 and a half passing yards at minus 110. And so you had Elijah Mitchell three and a half yards over at minus 125. Is that right? 
Yeah, that was ESPN bet. That was their that was line. ESPN bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else as we close here? Our final episode of the year for in the red zone, at least for the time being. Final episode. Yeah, it's been great. No, um, I, 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 I'm excited for uh, some Super Bowl squares, some snacks. Do you do you have a favorite Super Bowl snack? Snacks, snack or food? Um, you know what I do like? Uh, probably for the Super Bowl. I don't know that I'll do this, but I would probably go with like buffalo chicken dip. That's that's like a staple, right? Nice. Yeah, I think that's, and I know you like that. Would that be yep. your favorite, or where would you go on the? Super I don't know. Bowl I think it'd be yeah. You got to go with the wings, buffalo wings. Oh, wings for sure, for sure. Yeah, or dip, yeah, you know, like a nachos or some sort of dip. So yeah, we're on the same page for sure. Be making any wings? You think? I don't know if we're gonna make the wings. I'm gonna go with the nachos and uh, maybe some uh, pigs in a blanket are oh, on the menu. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, thanks for having me. It's been a good ride. Uh, I know we caught on a little late here, but I'm looking forward to uh, the year ahead and maybe some uh, covering some other sports uh, this spring. Yes, everyone, stay tuned. Fred Dinger 2-3 on X is not going away from the network, even though in the red zone as a podcast will be on a bit of a hiatus. He has expertise in many other areas, and we will be able to tap into that expertise coming forward into the spring with probably some baseball at the very least. You know he's an expert in basketball from uh, what you heard earlier in the preseason. So much more of Fred Dinger 2-3 to come. Any final thoughts? No foul thoughts. Enjoy the game, everyone. Uh, Have fun with it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to In the Red Zone. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll see you on the next podcast from the network very soon.